Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of the Showbound Podcast presented by Axel Watches. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, once again joined by Ethan Cardwell. Cardi, what's going on? Ding, 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 ding. Finally, Rask got it right. Um, that that one actually did take uh, seven tries for us to get, get it right. So uh, it's dragging on a little bit, but uh, no, I'm excited to get this pod rolling, and uh, it's going to be a good one. The reason why I'm struggling off the hop early here. I'm dash one early is because we just got off the interview with Tyson Forrester and it was so funny, man. He's going to be our guest this week. If you can't tell from the title of this yet, but um, it was an awesome interview. I'm still kind of fired up and laughing about it. And I don't know, just that, that was an all timer. And for those who don't know for, he's a first round pick of the Philadelphia Flyers and a Barry Cole teammate of you Cardsy and someone I got to meet in Barry last year. So it was just a fun one, but anyway, Cardsy, you got a bar story for us or something a little little visit over to the to the city yeah no we actually went to this really cool it's not even like a bar it's like a um it's like a it's called the steam hotel actually it's pretty cool and uh we got a bunch of the guys on the team and this is like a, a place that a lot of like apparently rich people go around here and stuff so we went up there and they have like a, a nice really nice lounge and um so we got to sit down play some pool they got um what else they got uh, shuffleboard they got like a games room and stuff too while it, and it's all like state of the art too so that was actually a lot of fun to get in there just kind of like bond and it's a lot different man like we got we got like older guys on our team like like i think our oldest is like 33 or 34 so not that old compared to some other guys in the league but like still like a different lifestyle they're living than us so it's kind of cool to just like talk to them and just like kind of see about how their careers went and like how they ended up uh here and like how we got here and it's just like it's pretty nice to see and it's actually cool because when we were there you notice like even the the guys they started talking english to each other even in their conversations just like we know what they're talking about which is kind of nice like just making us feel included and stuff like that um but no there's there's actually one thing i really wanted to throw in in this week's pod and very sad thing happened here um this past week uh we lost our equipment manager biggest fan just like the biggest supporter of uh sir hammer um his name's gunder and uh i I only knew him for a month say but uh he's one of the greatest people i ever met in my life and i just did so much for the team and i feel like i had such a like close connection and it is super tough when he passed away and it's pretty cool the way the boys have been performing. We did a moment of silence for him in this past game and uh, we've been on a nice little win streak for him too. So the rest of this year here in Sir Hammer is obviously dedicated to Gunder. And I, I just wanted to definitely give him that shout out. Yeah, I remember actually probably the first episode since when you got over there, you mentioned him and um, brought him up. I can't remember what it was, but it was, you know, some positive, funny story involving him. So that's awful news, obviously. And, um, you know, thanks for bringing it up. So our listeners can all be thinking of him and and your team there. But with that being said, I kind of want to go into some NHL news. It was a busy week in hockey. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit here before we get into the interview with Forey, but actually before I even talk about that, I want to say later on in the episode, we're going to be doing another Axel watch giveaway just for the listeners, one that we won't be posting on the socials. So just for the listeners who stick around to the end, um, we'll be announcing how you can enter that. Anyway, NHL news, easy first one. We got Sidney Crosby's thousandth game. Did you see any of the ceremony and stuff like that? I, I saw the boys uh, who did his whole routine, wore his jerseys. That's pretty special. Yeah. Um, 
been a guy I looked up to my whole life. My favorite player um, growing up is probably a lot of kids. So uh, pretty special to see him hit a thousand good for him. And yeah, he's, I think we're, we aren't going to see him leave the game for a little while yet. You know, I mean, obviously I agree like for sure, but off the topic, off the serious topic, he had his, his girlfriend out there for the uh, ceremony and stuff like that. And, you know, Crosby's known as being like the really secretive guy, right. You know, not yeah. public at all. That was the first time I've ever like seen him, his girlfriend really. And uh, I don't know. I mean, just random thought, but it was kind of interesting. Bro, honestly, I, if you go through my search history, I think, Sydney Crosby girlfriend comes up because like two days ago I was like what who is this girl like because like Crosby's like low-key like very low-key and like I know I saw him on like spit and chicklets sandbagger and stuff like that but like that's like out of his element just to even be on there and just Uh like he's a super pro and like he likes to keep his life confidential and stuff so for her to uh get the little I get we'll call it a showbound bump she got the showbound bump at Sid's uh, <laughs> ceremony. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I was actually shocked by that. But uh, hey, good for him. Yeah, I mean, no, it's cool. That you got to like someone important and you want to share a moment like that with, with her. So yeah, I also did look up who it was, by the way. But um, Bunny, I just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to mention that. Okay, other other news this week. We got the Lake Tahoe games. One one was very successful and one wasn't. I don't know if you saw any clips or anything, but people were tripping over the ice. It was melting, like logos were fading or whatever. The ice over the logos was melting. And did you catch any of that? Yeah, we watched the first period before that game got canceled, but it was actually sick, dude. Like that setup, oh, it was absolutely gorgeous. And then, yeah, it was like pretty good hockey. Um, I didn't get to see the games other than the first period. Uh, tough situation. Like you got to realize the sun is going to melt things. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It probably worked out better that it was at night too, though. And then yeah. I wanted to talk about Pasternak, man. This guy's an absolute stud. You see that he's just talking about the Barbie girl song oh and he goes God. to the reporters like, Hey, it's your fault. Like you ruined my night. I can't go listen to the Barbie girl song with my sunglasses on. Yeah. He's really making a name for himself as like a personality in the league now, which is, which is cool, especially cause he's not a native, like North American, which is cool. Cause you kind of see some of those guys a little more out there, but you don't see the Europeans as much. And so that was funny, man. That was a funny interview. Yeah. That was, that was classic. And yeah, like you said, um, good to see a guy like that just kind of making a name for himself not even not only on the ice but uh, off the ice is a little bit of character and i know you're probably going to bring it up but um we're talking about europeans um artemi panarin yeah i was about to bring it up but actually before i do i want to say like the the second outdoor game the boston philly one i uh i was picking my bets that morning like who i should be gambling on here and uh, Mm-hmm. I uh, I texted my buddy Sambrook. I was like, yeah, I, I picked the over for the Philly Boston game, forgetting that it was outdoors, just like seeing, you know, two like high scoring teams. He's like, dude, yeah. that's the outdoor game. Like, and I already placed the bet and no one ever scores goals in outdoor games. You know, it's always like low scoring. Luckily yeah. for me, and I was, I was pissed. I was like, oh, this is a stupid bet, but there was like 10 goals in the game. I hit the over. So very relieved, but I've been losing all my bets this week, but that's anyway. Um, yeah that's it it's a story for another day i mean you gotta you you dig the hole you gotta i don't even know i think you're just digging deeper you might have to get out (laughs) yeah um with panarin so i'll just kind of give the background for those who don't know um you know a while back maybe in the summer panarin was speaking about you know the turmoil with the russian government and and speaking badly on russia i'm almost scared that the russian government is going to put a hit on me for this but 
Um, yeah, so they put out like a political hit piece from on Panarin from Russia about him like alleging assault of a girl. And, you know, him and the New York Rangers have been quick to say it's a fake story really put out by the government to attack him for him attacking them. Basically, he's taken a leave of absence and uh, just a crazy situation, man. Um, and, and just to be clear, the Rangers are in full support and defense of Artemi Panarin. And so is every player. But do you have any any say on this right now, Cardi? You got to watch your wording here. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't any anywhere in kind of life or anything uh i just don't like to get my words mixed up or maybe say an opinion on something that uh you could go both ways so yeah i probably not going to make a comment but it's good that we got the news out there to the listeners who haven't heard about that um and it's it's good to see that the rangers are back and back in their player and uh have full support in him but you know what just popped up on my phone actually is Tiger Woods. Yeah, I saw that during the interview. Yeah, Tiger Woods in a serious car accident in California Tuesday. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department announced Woods' vehicle sustained major damage and he had to be taken out by the jaws of life. So, I love Tiger. Tiger's the GOAT. Um, Great comeback story by him. And as everyone knows, I'm a golf guy and Rask is getting into golf, so wishing tiger all the best i hope this doesn't impact him his career or anything further yeah he's in the hospital now it says and um i'm just kind of looking through it he was the only person in the vehicle but yeah i mean obviously hoping for the best and hoping a speedy recovery and you know we don't know all the details so can't really get further into it than that but yeah i mean obviously really scary and tiger's a legend so hopefully uh he'll be okay and hopefully you can get back to golfing and Actually, yeah, like you said, cards, me getting into golf. I'm looking into buying a new driver right now. So exciting for me since you brought it up. Exciting times. You better stop betting or you'll have no money for the driver soon. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? That's what I was betting for. So I, I I, don't need to get too much into it, but I'd put $20 in and I hit a good parlay. Next thing you know, I have $200 like on, on one bet. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I want to get this up to $500 and then I'm going to cash out and get my golf clubs um, <laughs> like or get my new driver. Like I want to spend $500, but I want to spend my own money. Like if I spend my gambling earnings, it feels like I'm not losing any of my own money, which I'm not. So anyway, I'm up, I'm up at like 300, 350. And the next thing you know, I lose like five of six bets. Now I have $30 cards. Yeah. So in the account, I guess just say, just save that $30 while you can, because at I least think, I'm up 10 right now since I hey, went. So, Hey, yeah, I guess so. And I, I think everyone that knows betting, I mean, even, betting against friends um, or even playing blackjack on the bus or anything. You just can't win you, or you, you can't win in betting. So yeah, I've been losing on blackjack to the online blackjack. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't, I don't think you want to get into that, but uh, I guess we'll carry it forward here. Uh, what yeah, else? I want to, I want to send it over to the uh, Forrester interview actually, but before we do a little message that support for the Showbound podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Big news, Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling this good could feel this good too? Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. And yeah, I've been using my Manscaped refined cologne that they sent me. I've been smelling good, been you know feeling really good with, with all the products that they've been sent us. Really awesome. Like I've been enjoying it a lot for sure. And uh, Cardi is going to be needing them when he gets back too because he's always you know, he's been known as having a really bad smell. So it's actually yeah. 
very good for you. Yeah, they actually call me, they call me Jimmy smell bad. And uh, yeah, I just smell terrible all the time. And you know what, my my dad actually has been greasing my cologne. So I'm on the phone with my parents the other day. And like, I'm like, yeah, like, you guys got the manscape stuff and stuff like all that. And they're like, yeah, we heard about the ads. And my mom goes, well, you might not have any left when you get home. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, your dad's been using it. I'm like, what? Like, what is this a charity case? Like figure it out pop. And I know he'll be listening. So uh, this is his warning to stop using my manscape cologne. And I guess, uh, yeah, I need it. I smell bad. Like yeah. what can we say? I mean, it just shows once you have one spray, like it's so good, you can't stop. So I don't blame him, but um, everybody knows that manscape does the perfect package 3.0 for all your below the waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. Calming and inviting, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes of vetiver and a woodsy masculine finish. This 50 milliliter spray cologne is even hypoallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. This beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Also, be sure to check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, including the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer and crop formulations. Yes, I'm talking about ball deodorant and toner to keep your testes besties. And now you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. It's time to feel sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Your balls and body will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And with that being said, we'll send it over to Tyson Forrester. All right, welcome to the pod, Forey. Happy to have you. Uh, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great here in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I'm having a good time and looking forward to being on the pod. What a great spot to be in the United States. Um, I know we got a bunch of stuff to go through here. Um, for the listeners, me and Forey play together in Barrie. Um, so we know each other pretty well, grew up playing with each other and against each other as well. So we might be able to find some funny stories um, for, for this episode for sure. But I'll uh, fire it over to Rask. I, I think we got a few questions, but uh, I think it's going to be a laid back epi and just kind of shoot it a bit. Forey, I wanted to know like what happened with your injury. Cause uh Obviously, I think first game you, you was it like a shin. Was that what it was? No, it's something in my knee. What happened? I don't even know what it is, but um, the, on the play it was some guy like the puck came up to on the boards, and I passed it back to the D. Um, and then the guy just came in and was crossing over and lost an edge, and I was looking at the puck, so he slid right into my uh, my right knee, and I kind of went my body went the one way and my knee went the other way, and I fractured something in my knee, but um. It's going good. I think uh, I started skating again yesterday. Um, so with a brace, I got to wear a knee brace now. So I think um, just that getting back on the ice is helping me stay motivated to keep working out and stuff like that. But I think just being back on the ice and uh, I hope I can get into a game like March 6th or, or 3rd. We play on the 3rd. So I think hopefully on the on the 3rd, I can get back in the lineup is what the doc's saying. Okay. Yeah. And then... Um... That, that's tough man in your first game how did that affect you like you know the next couple of days after mentally and stuff what was going through your head there well it how it happened was right when it happened like I couldn't put any weight on my on my knee or my leg so I was like really kind of nervous and like scared I was like what the heck just happened to my leg but I think 
after like five minutes went by, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to go back on the ice. Cause we were going into OT. So I was like, oh. I want to get out there for OT. Um, but I think the trainers made the right call and told me I shouldn't go back in and just see what happens tomorrow. And then, uh, the next day I kind of woke up and it was a bit sore and they told me they wanted me to go get an MRI. And, uh, then it came back that I had a little fracture in my knee. So, okay. Well, at least it's not serious. I didn't know what happened. I just saw the, like I saw an article that you were going to be out and missing some time after your first game. I was pretty upset to hear it, man. Like that, that kind of rattled me, but, um, I want to kind of like take it back before we get into where you're at now in the AHL and, and the draft and all that stuff. Let's go back to, uh, to your minor midget season. I want to let the listeners know you're from Alliston, Ontario, which is right by Barry, where you played for the Barry Colts in AAA growing up. And um, you lit it up in your minor midget season and got drafted to the OHL to the Barry Colts. So just, can you talk about your draft day for us and what it was like getting drafted by your hometown team? Uh, yeah, it's pretty long ago, actually. It's kind of hard to remember, but I just remember, I think my, my sister had a hockey tournament. So my parents or my, my mom wasn't even at my house. I think it was just me and my dad sitting up sitting on the couch watching TV and cause it was just on our phones. So it was like, um, just, a or no, I think the first three rounds were on the, yeah, they yeah, they're broadcasted. Yeah. On the broadcast. So I think maybe we're just watching that on our couch on the couch and then, my agent texted me and said, I think Barry wants you at 55. And I was like, all right, that'll be, that'll be cool. Staying in my hometown. Um, but I think as I, when that happened, my dad just said, congrats. And now it's the work's just getting started really. I mean, third round, it's still got to work to make the team and still got to work to sign on, sign the contract. So I think um, just that summer, I kind of went in and grinded in the gym a bit. Hey cards. That's such a burger. There's no way. There's no way there is effort in the gym. This guy. Oh my god, man. You definitely. Uh, you didn't find your effort till this summer in the gym. There's no yeah, way. Maybe, maybe a bit, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it was pretty cool to be drafted by Barry, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah the rest I, is history. I, I mean, um, I want to talk about your first year too, and then we can kind of throw it over to you cardsy and but like what was that adjustment in your first year kind of kind of like coming from minor midget um I think my first year I was really more focused on not getting scored on um I mean I wasn't I wasn't trying to score like I wasn't worried about points or anything just being being there with the guys and playing as much as possible not getting scratched or anything um but I was just trying to be a good guy in the room and and talk as much as I could and like just stay loose really because I didn't know if I was going to play one shift in the game or, or maybe get seven or eight, but I think that year, yeah, I was more focused on uh, playing defensive in the defensive end. But then uh, once we, we weren't really the greatest team my first year. So I think we traded a bunch of guys away. And I think that's when I really kind of stepped up and I started playing more and playing on the power play. And that's kind of where at the end of the year in my first year, I think that's really how my uh, skyrocket kind of went, kind of went up. Yeah, the D zone specialist. Yeah, um, my first year, buddy. I think I was plus eight. <laughs> Loves the D zone blocking pills, just high flips <laughs> off the glass, just get pucks out. Maybe a few delay of game penalties, but yeah, it's I right. think I got one. I think I got one my first year, and I was like, this. Oh no. Hey, you guys remember <laughs> cards? I don't know. No, you weren't there for that. Remember when? Uh... It was before cards you came this past year, but I know Wilmer took like a horrible flip over the glass <laughs> penalty that cost us the game. Do you guys remember that? 
Yeah, I was laughing. No, I was in the box already. I was in, this is the best story ever. I was in the box already. It's like a minute left in the game. We're up by one. Wolmsy like has a, like an hour inside. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. He has an hour with the puck. He's just standing there. A guy comes at him. He goes and just shoots the puck over the glass. He comes into the box. He's banging his stick and stuff. Oh, I remember him skating around center ice going like this. And the yeah, whole yeah. crowd was like booing. Right. He went like this. He was just like this. And then he gets to the box. He's banging his stick going. And I'm just, I'm sitting there. I'm like this, trying not to laugh. I'm like this. <laughs> crying in the box. Cause I knew he would be so mad if I laughed. So I was just like this, like crying. And then he, like, after the game, when we won, I was, he's just like, I was going to knock you out. If you started laughing, it was so funny. It was a, it was a tough play, man. But yeah, like to go down five on three in the last minute, they probably pulled their goalie. I remember just, that was a, that was a tough one. I might have to pull up the video of that. Winning, so it was fine. But if we didn't, he would have been rattled. Oh yeah. That was a brutal one. So we'll get into off season before the draft year. Um, like, what were you doing? Just buzzing the clappers? Just working on your shot? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot that changed for you in terms of offense i think i mean and i didn't really see you in your first year but everyone seemed to be like just hearing the buzz in the rink and barry everyone was kind of surprised when you started lighting it up like in the least offensive way i mean it but you know you you come in and just start scoring every game what was uh like what changed did you do anything that summer i think the at the beginning of the year i think in the in the preseason i was kind of lighting it up and i think right after that i think my confidence just went way up and then in the first game against North Bay in the season, I didn't have any points. And I was like, wow, am I going to suck this year? <laughs> and then um, and then I think a couple of games after we played Missy and I think Zooks just got back from uh, from Carolina from camp. And it was our first game back together from preseason before preseason. And I think we were playing Mississauga and I had six points and my first hat trick. So I think after that, really, I just knew I could do it. And I just really was just more of my confidence than anything. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's for everyone. Like everyone comes to Barry, you just get a little bit of confidence. You're playing at the BMC on a Thursday, the crowd's buzzing. What, what can you not like? How can you not be confident flying? Yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, really, it's like all the guys are really nice. No one really says anything unless, except for me and Cardi, really, we always get in each other's ears, but like, <laughs> honestly, no one will get, get mad at you for doing something stupid or anything. So I feel like it's a really good spot and you can be comfortable doing anything. Yeah, and like you got to give credit to Millsy there too. Um, I know we had Rikes too for a bit. You had Rikes for longer than I did, but like, you like Millsy, like he's hard on you. You got to play defense and stuff, but he lets us run. Like a lot of offense being played and stuff, so that kind of benefited us uh, in that regard too. You can be out there and playing and not worried about making a mistake. Yeah, I think Millsy's a great coach. I think he by um, being Dale's assistant for the longest time there in Barry. I think learning so much from him and. Dale teaching Millsy a lot. So I think he's going to be a great head coach one day. And I think he's doing a, he's in um, Brandon. Brandon right now. Yeah, yeah. He's in Brandon right now. And I think he's having a good time. Their season's just about to get going. So I think I'll definitely be keeping an eye and keeping in touch with him. I got, I got one here. I just want to jump in cards. Um, like you mentioned Dale, uh, you had him for a year there before uh, cards. He was there. What did, like, did he have any impact on you? Obviously I'm sure he did, but like what kinds of things do you pick up from a legend like that? Just like everything really, like even in practice in the three on three, like when he would join and play the three on three, he was always the best player. Like all the, like he would always just dominate us and like score everything. He just had to touch. I mean, 
it's it's hard to come by but he just had the touch and he he taught me a lot really um I think he's obviously a legend and I looked up to him and having him as my coach in my first year was was huge yeah and I mean we're gonna jump into the second year back to that and I don't even want to say it because this guy's head he won't get through the room uh like he won't fit through his door after I say it but 80 points 36 goals 62 games last year um yeah there's there's not much to say I know uh he'll tell me all about it so uh so he's he's pretty good at telling me about it so let's hear about the season for it yeah I think we started off really hot in the year I think we were really healthy in the air and we were all just humming. We were humming. We were like, I think to start the year, Rask, what were we? Like, we were like, it was, it was hot. I don't remember the record, but it was, yeah, we were winning a yeah, lot. We were like, we were like thinking we're going for it. Like we were humming <laughs> and then the injuries, everybody just got injured and stuff. And like, and then that's when, uh, or no, Reichel was there the whole time. Right. Yeah. 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 I was there with Reichs. Yeah. So yeah. And then everybody just got injured. And then when we want to, we went on a bit of a stretch of just losing every game, <laughs> every single game. I think we lost like 11 in a row, but I think, um, as a whole, the end, by the end of the year, I think I was pretty confident. I think my stock rose a lot and especially in the prospects oh, yeah. in there after that, I think my confidence just boosted up even more than what it was. So I think the whole season was for me, it was just really about confidence and everyone in everyone really believing in me and my line mates I could trust them and my team really yeah so I want to jump in with the prospects game as you mentioned because that was kind of a turning point for you that season um I remember I like we were we were hanging out that day because I was driving you to the game and we were in the hotel and stuff and B-dubs? we were going to b-dubs yeah yeah put it put it on the team card there on the way I remember like getting in we were talking about it, like you were nervous obviously and I'm just sitting in there and I, you know, you get a point in the first period or whatever. I think you might have had like two in the second. I'm like, four, he's like stealing this game. Like this is all for, and you look at, I didn't get to watch the sports net broadcast cause I was there. But then when I was looking at the highlights after it was all like Tyson force or this Tyson force that. And I'm like, Holy crap. Like four, he just absolutely dominated when it counts the most. So from there, your confidence is through the roof and you're, you're putting points together and stuff. Like how did the rest of the season go? And how do you feel after having a game like that? I mean, after the prospects game, like I couldn't really sleep really. Um, like, honestly, I was probably awake till like four in the morning, just like, cause my phone was really just blowing up. And I was like, like, did that actually just happen? Like I was humming. I was just on the highest of highs. Um, during the game, I think the first period, I was just trying to get my feet under the game. And um, I was, we had a couple good chances in the first period, my line. Um, but then going into the second first shift in the second period, I think I scored and then I was just like kind of cruising from there on in. But then like more opportunities came because I was like, I got a goal. Like that's that's good enough for for the game, I think. But then like opportunities come and I just capitalized, was able to capitalize on my chances. And I think the rest of the night was more of a blur. And it was my confidence, like I said before, like the rest of the season, I just felt like so nasty for some reason. But, <laughs> well, but like, it's, it's a confidence thing, like you say, I mean, I mean, you guys would know more than me, but I mean, anyone really knows if you're feeling it, like you kind of act in any, any way, hockey or not, you know, you can kind of like force yourself to do what you believe. And it's actually like you, you proved it right there. And cards, I want to mention this, uh, this setup. I don't know, maybe it's not that exciting, but at the top prospects game, I remember when we got to the hotel there, first of all, when we get to the hotel, we, we hop in the elevator and, and Lafreniere is in there and he's just like, what's up, Alexi? Like, I remember, you remember? so we met him in the elevator which was kind of cool, but um, 
So Rask, you asked for an autograph and a picture. Yeah, Rask was on his knees. Give me an autograph. <laughs> um, but we we get in the hotel and there's like it's it was such a sick setup, man. There was like this lounge that was like full of food. I was like mucking cookies in the lounge yeah, before I left. Fun. And like there was just like buffet, like wraps, like all day just chilling there. You can go in and eat whatever you want. I was it was pretty cool. I was I was upset to leave, but I ended up going to Niagara that night for you, if you remember. And I had a good night for myself over there. Yeah, 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 I do remember. You have to celebrate after a night like that. I remember we were at, um, I think we were at Big Z's, all the boys watching the game, and we were fired up. I know Forey was rocking his little cowboy tie into the rink, too. And <clears throat> so he was, he, was, true. he was feeling the flow going into it. And then we saw him score. We're like, okay, like he's buzzing. And then two. And then I think, I don't know if what came first, the apple or the goal, but then we were just like, holy shit man like what just happened this guy this guy could go first overall like he dominated laffy tonight and <laughs> rask is gonna be hanging out with laffy all night just take yeah. him from- <laughs> i was with bob mckenzie before the game like just like we weren't like hanging out we were in the scouts and like eating pizza he was on my table i mean and the bob father yeah and he was like like asking me about Barry and stuff. He's like, Oh, Tyson Forrester, you know, what can we expect from him? And I was just like saying like, this guy's got a ripper clap, all that stuff. Like, you know, hopefully he can get a couple points, but I don't know. And then I remember seeing, he was standing in like the Zamboni door as you're scoring. And I see him like tweeting away Tyson Forrester, like with the clap, like I think he used my, my pre-scout on you and stuff. Boy, he was just tweeting away. Yeah, it was, man, that was sick. Anyway. Okay. We spent a lot of time on the, on the top prospects game, but more importantly, what everyone wants to hear, like the NHL draft. So Obviously, not the draft you probably dreamed of growing up, but still get to go first round. I mean, you still get to be like on TV, I guess, even like through a Zoom call or whatever it was. But but how does like how was the draft day for you and and the actual moment you got picked? How was that? Uh, the draft day started off normal because I think it was on a Tuesday, so I I went to the gym, um, worked out in the morning, and then I think well, I don't even the draft was later in the night, right? Like at seven. Yep. Um. So I don't know if I skated that day or not, but I, I'm pretty sure I skated on the Tuesday. Yeah. So I think I worked out and then skated and then I went home and I was really just chilling, playing COD a bit, um, playing on my PS4. And then really like probably two hours before the draft, I started to get nervous and I was like, God, this is actually, this might happen tonight or it might happen tomorrow. I was kind of worried. Um, Cause I think they had like 60 guys on the, on the, the one, the one call for, just in case like they got drafted, like every people got drafted in the first round or not. So I was kind of nervous. I didn't want to um, like get up in my suit and everything and then have to go back to bed and like sleep on it. And like, I was really nervous about that, but I think I talked to the flyers a bunch before the draft and I was, they talked to me the day before the draft and the week before the draft. So I think I had, I was kind of, I had a couple teams in my head and I think they were one of them. So I was just, when it happened, I was just like, holy, holy shit, this just happened. <laughs> My parents were like, cause they were, my parents were both really nervous as well. Like no one was saying a word. Um, and then when it happened, everyone just jumped up. Like we were all in shock, like, holy crap, this just happened. And then my phone was blown up and like, everybody was like, I couldn't even go on my phone really. I had to use my parents' phone cause the flyers want like the flyers press wanted to do a interview with me. So I couldn't use my phone. Like a, it was crazy and it was amazing really. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. And just for my own curiosity. And I think the listeners might be wondering too, but what kinds of things are the flyers saying to you in like the week leading up to the draft and before, like, what's that conversation like? Um, I mean, it's just like normal with every team. They just ask me like, what do you, they think my weaknesses are, what are my strengths? And 
um, like just ask me how my summer training's going. Like, what have I been doing? Have I gained any weight and stuff like that? So it's just a basic question that they ask everyone. But I think just leading up to it, I think I talked to them total, uh, like, like five times or so. So I, I kind of had a feeling and, uh, when it happened, it was surreal. Yeah. And then you obviously became like big star guy gets the Insta check and everything. I actually want to quickly talk about your Instagram hacking. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for Fori and I just see a blank page on Insta. I'm like, what, what's going on here? So I text him. He's like, yeah, man, like I got hacked. Like guy, this guy's asking me for money to get my dude, account dude, So this is the story. I'm in my hot tub chilling and I get this DM and it's, it's a verified account. So, and it's like, have you gotten those before? It's like a verified account and it goes copyright from Instagram. Your Instagram is something with to do with like not appropriate or something. And I was like, what is this? So there was a link at the bottom, but the account was verified. This is why I did it. Yeah. I clicked on the link and then I was like, it asked for my email password and stuff. And I was just like, okay, no shot. So I just exited the link, exited everything. And then I clicked off to go on Snapchat or something in my hot tub. And then I go back on my Instagram and I couldn't log in. I was like, Oh my God, I just got hacked. Check. I called my buddy, called my buddy. I was like, can you look at my Instagram? It's like something going on. He goes, they're deleting all your posts. Like they're deleting everything right now. And I was like, Oh my God, no way that's happening right now. Just about to get the blue check too. I'm like, no way that's happening. <laughs> like this is a big time for you too. Yeah, like there's, there's a lot of DMs being sent like in this time frame, and you just yeah. you lose yeah. the blue check. So then he gets my he gets my number through my Instagram or something because I guess like you have our numbers on our Instagram like in our profiles and stuff. But I think he texted my number and he goes, um, "Hello," and I was just like, "Hello." Who is Why are you this? reading the text with an accent? Because he tried to call me too, and he was talking to me too. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say that after, buddy. <laughs> calm down, calm down. And then, uh, so yeah, um, he texts me, and he's just like, "Hello, like I have your account. If you want it back, um, I can give it to you back." I was just like, "Okay, then give it to me back." And he's just like, "I need five hundred dollars." I was like. I don't care about my Instagram that much. Like you can have it. Like I already <laughs> deleted all my photos. I literally said that to him. I go, I don't care that much, but you can have it. Congrats. And then I was kind of choked, like low key. I was like, just give Not it back sure. to me. And then um, my agent talked to the flyers and then this has happened to a bunch of guys, I think, because the everyone's clicking on the link because the accounts are verified. So everyone's like, wow, this might be real, but don't click on the link. If they're verified, they're all, they're all bullshit so no one yeah. and then yeah i eventually got my account back i had to repost a couple photos but um i got verified and i was fired up <laughs> okay you know then then the dms just started going out like a rapid fire paint ball gun at that point oh, like, yeah. commenting on random people's photos just to show that i was verified yeah <laughs> humble come on um when you when you signed actually right around that same time of getting hacked um what a what was the first thing you bought? Was it like, I got, everyone's telling me to ask you this, but did you buy like some fancy fishing thing? Um, I honestly, I bought a couple rods, but I'm, I'm thinking about, I just got my hunting license. I was hunting a bunch this summer. Uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking about getting a gun, a gun or a crossbow. So I haven't really done it yet because the season just ended. So I think uh, probably next, this summer coming up, I'll probably get in, get a gun or something like that. 
that's that's bad news for all of Alston if this guy is a gun in his mitts. Like oh. this could be going anywhere. Like he has oh. an accurate shot, but I don't know about a gun. Like <laughs> I would not trust I, my grandparents live on a farm, buddy. You don't think I've been doing this? I, I actually have seen some videos of some nice shots. We I don't know talk. if we should be saying this right <laughs> Just cut it. Cut it. No, I'm yeah, keeping it in. It doesn't matter. We're just talking. He's got his license. He's a he's a legal yeah, certified. He's a straight up shooter. Okay, um, well. I want to mention too, like we talk about signing bonus, but um, obviously like it's really important to kind of manage your money well. Um, so it's nice that, you know, you buy a couple of fishing rods, you buy, buy a gun, one that we haven't really heard people say on the podcast yet. But I want to say that um, Gavin Hockey Wealth Specialists, they, they like to say your goals matter and, you know, you earned your success, you deserve to enjoy it, but they specialize in growing and defending what you've built, like your money. And they're former hockey players themselves. They know what they're doing. So uh, Gavin Wealth, don't have to stress about your finances let them take care of it and set you up for retirement after hockey definitely go check that one out for sure um no we're gonna buzz show camp now um let's hear about show camp uh good summer ready to go it's been a while you you went to world jays camp um i guess we can touch on both of these briefly which no. which one came first i can't remember world J. okay what was world jays jays camp like how do you even what was it called because you didn't go to the summer showcase did you yeah, I did. It was okay. So, it was on, so on Zoom. Okay. Well, you were on the radar though, and then so you know you get to camp. What's that like? Well, I mean, it was it was fun at the beginning. I think everyone's like, there's the rules are so strict there and stuff like that. I won't get into it, but um, like with COVID and everything too, like we couldn't leave our rooms and stuff. But um, I think all in all, it was a good time. Uh, and then in the first game, the first uh, the first uh, inner squad game, I actually sprained my AC joint. So then I was out for a couple, like, I think it was two weeks or something, but it was, it was kind of good because somebody, somebody got COVID on the team when we were there. So we all had to quarantine for 14 days in our rooms by ourselves doing virtual workouts and virtual spin classes. We all got a bike in the room and stuff like that. But I think it was more of just cod every second of the day, me and Quentin were literally just humming cod all day. And like, it was, it was really boring, but I think it kind of got gave me time to help my my shoulder heal a bit, but I think all in all it was a great experience, and hopefully I'm looking forward to it next year. Yeah, were you you guys like you guys could get stuff sent into the rooms though, right? Like, like, from your like yeah, we would get meals brought to us, but then we were to order groceries and stuff. And I think I don't know if this is true or not, but I think Quentin was uh, Quentin was ordering like a whole bunch of junk food and stuff. So then they saw it. They saw it when they were bringing it in. So then everybody got shut down. We couldn't order food anymore or anything. So <laughs> I, I remember that because we were on FaceTime with Q and he's like, yeah, man, like I've been ordering just like a bunch of shit and like just eat, treating my body yeah. terribly. But yeah. he, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he doesn't care. So, yeah. uh, he, so then, yeah, you guys got that shut down, but like, yeah, obviously a lot of sibs, um and then after that um quick little christmas break and then off to uh philly um with the big boys you got uh some studs getting in there um and facing off against maybe claude Giroux compared to i don't know anyone in our league just a lot different yeah it's the thing i really noticed when i got there was how strong they are on their sticks i think 
in the O you can just quick little lift the stick and you can go. And I tried to do that in my first, my, the first inner squad game. And they just stole the puck off me and took it and went the other way. I was just like, wow, I got to be a lot stronger and everyone's bigger. Like there's no, there's no dust players in the, in, in the show. So I think <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a lot harder, but I think once I got comfortable with playing, playing the style and my, I think my skating has improved a lot over the years. And um, I think I wasn't out of place or anything. I, just got to keep working and hopefully I can get to there one day. What was uh, just a feeling kind of walking into the NHL dressing room and being around the actual players? Like how does that, are you like kind of starstruck at all? Or is it just like, it's just another day? Uh, I was a bit starstruck at first. Yeah. Just seeing, seeing like uh, Coots and, and Giroux there. I was just. And gritty man. Yeah. Gritty my boy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was, it's really cool just to be in there. Like everything there is just so first class. It's, it's crazy. And you, you really can just work out and like, there's a huge gym, like a lounge, like there's everything there. It's, it's really amazing. It's actually pretty sick. I got a free room tour of the Philadelphia Flyers because for he's been doing like a selfie photo shoot for me. Always, always giving me the background look yeah, at couple you know, what's going on inside the room. So just a couple uh, streaks. <laughs> yeah. A couple of streaks, picks, little, uh, <laughs> lip light action for yeah. for you have to, <laughs> daily g-day streaks picks for the <laughs> that's classic man and then um so yeah you do camp do really well there and then they decide obviously young guy it's going to be best to go down to the ahl for a bit and i know we mentioned uh injury first game but uh just the experience what it's been like in lehigh uh i know you're living with uh wizzy and millie so what's everything like there Oh, it's it's new to me, really. Like I'm got my own apartment with with me and Wisdom. We and Wiz live together, so we gotta cook it up and we gotta do our laundry and stuff. And we're both in a blender because we don't know how to do that stuff. So yeah, um, you're the last guy I'd want to be living with, just in terms of like responsibility wise. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not really good at that stuff. So I think we're kind of FaceTiming our parents every night, saying, "What do we do for this? What do we do?" Like stuff like that. But I think we're starting to get settled in a bit, like going on grocery runs and picking out groceries and stuff. But all in all, I think the guys are really good here. And I think we have a really good team this year. So um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun if the OHL doesn't get back and going. I actually, for do you remember the, when I got hit in the head with the puck by our own team? I think I do. And you were lost it, right? Yeah. I was losing it. I don't, I don't remember, but uh, a guy on our team went to go clear the puck. Say who it is. Come on, expose him. I don't know. I don't remember. Probably pun it. Probably pun it. Well, we'll throw punter under the bus. Yeah, sure. yeah, it was punter. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm clearing the zone and I just get ripped in the back of the head with a pill. And I'm, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, no, like I, I'm losing it. Go to the tunnel, throw my stick, just go get undressed for the intermission. I'm like, I'm done. Like there's two minutes left. I'm not going back out. So sure enough two maybe a game goes by same play legit clearing the zone gets ripped in the back rask and i'm like what is happening right now like i freak out again i just having an absolute conniption <laughs> on the bench and i think if you if you listen like to the uh if you're watching the game you can hear a huge f-bomb from me on the ice um Fun. just like just a loud one but yeah no i thought uh that was pretty good and i guess we'll, we'll yeah we'll blame it on punnett for sure just because <laughs> you know, he's just saying and you can blame it on punnett there's nothing not to blame on punter yeah, they, the caver is just sending some outrageous things to the group chat, too. You just, I don't know. What's he doing? 
I actually was thinking about this uh, when we brought up the pod and we were talking about having Fori on. And um, for everyone who doesn't know, like me and Fori have known each other probably what since we were eight, maybe yeah, nine. What's the team called? Total Hockey? Were we Total Hockey? No, you were you were Total Hockey. I played pro hockey at the time, but we were. I think we teamed up. We we were on DHI. Oh yeah, DHI. And there's this hilarious photo of me and Fori mucking wings, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said that to me. We're humming the wings. I'm yeah, just we're like, that kid, you got your long hair. It was the Yeah, dude, my, my hair is down to like legit my butt almost. Like, not, right. not that long, but it was ridiculous. We're both just little fat kids yeah. and uh, just classic. And I remember we, uh, we thought we were the greatest like scooters oh. in the world. <laughs> scooters we went to where do we go cj's or something yeah we went to cj's skate park in uh in downtown toronto in between games of our spring hockey tournament just to, just to go rip the skate park we were just ripping the foam pit back in the good <laughs> yeah. old days but, we had uh, no idea what we were doing no idea but we thought we were sick we came back like yeah just ripped a few double tail whips you know <laughs> just an average day yeah just but, an average day I think we actually should post this photo um, when I find it. That's a classic photo. <laughs> like, yeah, we got it. We got to get a before and after pick. You guys have a game pick together or something? No, yeah, we, we got a nice pick from uh, Kitch. Kitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, actually, yeah, we got that one and we were rocking mullets too at the yeah, time. We were doing good mullies. Yeah. The mullet fever. We talked about this too the other day on the pod, man. That mullet, mullet craze and Barry. Um, speaking of mullets, someone who I, I mentioned before could rock a mullet. Tyler Tucker asked, "What do you think of your roommate's fishing skills?" My roommate, probably brownie. Brownie. Oh, yeah. brownie, brownie. He's a fake fisherman. He's a fake outdoors, and that's all I gotta say. He's so fake. He's, He's a fake brownie. He likes it. He loves it. He loves it because I'll bring him around and like. He gets to like see the fish, but he's scared of the fish. Like he doesn't want to touch them after he's going to get in my ear after this, after he listens to this one. But um, I think he's the first time he went, like we caught a, a big like salmon are big. We go to the rivers and we catch the salmon in the rivers and um, they're, they're, they're really big. They're probably like 15 pounds or something, but um, you can see it on my Instagram. Um, Quick but plug. yeah, the first time he caught one. Yeah, first, quick plug. We'll, we'll throw his insta in when he said that. Yeah, the first the first time he caught one, um, he's reeling it in, he's reeling it in, and then uh he gets it in and I'm like, Kate, Brownie, grab it. You gotta you gotta land the fish here. He's like, No, for you do it. Forey, please do it. I'm like, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. He's like, Forey, please, man. Like, I just give me some time and then I'll touch it. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh my god, you're so fake, Brownie. And then after a while he got used to it, but he's he's still a bit scared to grab him. Okay, I'll say yeah. this just to defend Brownie, but like I've seen the picture of these fish, man. They're pretty big. Like I'd be scared too. Oh my god, they're That's big. Brownie's fish. a city boy. Brownie's a city boy. He's fake. <laughs> no, dude. And these guys, I'm just gonna throw it into like these guys fight more than anyone in the world. Like it's a, it's actually like we'll be at their house and um, Brownie and Forey will be chirping. Like one time we were there. Brownie and Forey were chirping. I think I might have threw a little chirp in at Forey too. And we were like ganging up on him. He's like, that's it. I'm going to bed. Good night. Like I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to bed. That's it. Just leaves us. And it's just me and Brownie hanging out. And we're like, dude, like, come on. Because I go to bed early, dude. I'm, I'm in bed by nine every night. Yeah. You are the king of sleeping at uh, early hours of the day for sure. I'm just trying to get better, man. That's all. No, improving your craft at all hours yeah. of the day. That's what we like to see exactly. out of you. Exactly. Yeah. 
and you're a pro you're a pro's pro uh, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know for is also a big school guy he he loved high school last year um yeah i think i mean i graduated so i think uh that's all i got to say about that a little plug for Kudzi there. There, there might have been a little bit of help for Kudzi. Thanks, Kudzi. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a couple couple fan questions actually. Uh, actually, here's one from your buddy. Um, what's your favorite candy? <laughs> Wilmsy's gonna love this one. M and M's. Why? Why is what's behind this story or something? It's, it's just an inside thing me okay. and Wilmsy and my buddy have. All right, we'll keep it. We'll keep at that. Um, Actually, I know it's not a it's not a candy, but I know Forey loves hash browns, and me and Forey were at a at a place one night, and uh, we were we were hanging out. It was just me and Forey then, and uh, we ordered Uber Eats, and it might have been like two. In the morning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and Forey knows what I'm talking about. And we ordered what thirty hash browns oh, from Don's. Like there was more than that, dude. I had probably like 20 of them and I felt so sick, but I couldn't stop eating them. And we were at a fan skate the next day. And we just like, you obviously feel gross after just mucking that amount of food, like just greasy. So just like, just, I was like food hung over the next day. We just hammered hashers. Yeah. It was literally like so late too. We were just mucking them. I remember, <laughs> was that the fan skate? Was it the, I don't remember. I can't remember what was going on. Was that the one where you had like the pictures where there was the photographer and the, like the free pizza up in the restaurant and stuff? Was it that Maybe. one? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was free pizza day. I went out the night before and um, had to be at the rink for like 8 a.m. the next day. Like, you know, I was on a probably just like one or two hours of sleep, like a couple coffees. And I remember I hadn't had breakfast yet and I wanted to have the pizza. Like there was a free pizza in the restaurant there. And I was getting yelled at, like, you can't have pizza. Like, there's only enough pizza for, for the players and the fans. Like, you're not a player or a fan, so you don't get. I'm like. By Marsh? By Marshy? I'm not exposing anybody, but <laughs> that was a long day for me. <laughs> oh, let's keep, let's roll with the fan questions here. This Just back with the fishing one. A few people asked this. Everyone's obsessed with the fishing picks, but a few people asked, what's the biggest fish you've ever caught? Oh, it's probably one of those salmon. Um just they're literally in the rivers they come and spawn in the rivers probably like 10 minutes from my house we just get the hip waders on and we go in there and and catch a whole bunch of salmon and i think probably the biggest fish is biggest salmon i've probably caught is like maybe 20 25 pounds i'm not really too sure that's big man that's big do you do you ever like cook them and eat them or you just let them go uh the salmon the salmon just come to the rivers and spawn and then they die in the rivers so so they're a bit they're a bit gross so we don't keep the salmon but uh, I've been up to Manitoulin Island a couple of times and like we go rainbow trout fishing there and they're kind of like the, a bit smaller than a bit, bit smaller than salmon. But I think uh, we always, I think there's like a limit for each guy can have like, honestly, I'm not too sure on the limit, but we catch a whole bunch and then we flay them up there um, right there. And it's, it's really good. Yeah. So in Barry, there was a few fishermen on the team last year. You had like I think Shredzy and Cammy were into that, right? Yeah, I think they were a bit into it. They they do different fishing. Shredzy's out on the on the ocean or some something in, in a big boat, and he's catching like tuna and stuff. But who's yeah, the best fisherman? You think? Oh, 100 percent me. Okay. No, wait. Just give me a sec. I'm I'm pulling up a sec photo of me with a nice pike. So I I, I might. <laughs> I, you sent me that, and you're like, "Am I a fisherman now?" <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the best fisherman in the world. If for the YouTube listeners, you can go check it out right now. Just a nice little pike 
just first cast too. So I'm uh, hey, naturally got the glove on too. What a baby. You're I was going to say, what, what's his form like glove. there holding it from the side, right? Isn't it yeah, like, you know, the right form buddy with a glove. too. <laughs> Fake. No, that, that's city boy form. That, like, that, that's something Brownie would do. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Uh, favorite road rink in the OHL. We'll bring it back to hockey here. Um, I think probably Kitchener. Um, I think I was, I had four points in Kitchener. So I think just that alone and all the people there, like it's crazy there. We, we won the game too. So I think probably just Kitchener. Actually, I'm going to call somebody out right now too. Stiff put 200 on the board that night and never paid up. I don't think. Do you remember everyone that? Was, everyone Expose, was hey, hey, that's board that game. Nathan Allenson, just to expose him because the listeners aren't going to know who you're talking about. That was when, hey, remember when Big Z did his big speech with the rope? Before, that <laughs> the was rope. that game too. I had a boy, Big Z. We, we were ripping this rope and um, Big Z was making it. He was doing a good like team builder speech. And you know, I give him a lot of credit. It takes a lot because of Because we were in a bit of a slump too. Like we were not humming. Yeah, we need we needed this win too for like playoff standings and stuff, and we did it. And I mean, Big Z's like giving us this pump up speech, and all the guys are cracking up. And this is like pre game, we're just like kind of giggling. But it, man, it was actually like got the boys fired up. And then little six four win and Kitch. And yeah, sure. I guess four he had a night. I, I had a talk, so I was happy. Yeah, there you go. as long as you get a better, you're you're happy. <laughs> Dude, the whole team's from Kitchener, basically, man. Like that, our, the whole Colts team is from that area. I felt like, yeah, we got Stiff Blart, uh, Big Z, Big Z Jetter. Who, Who? Jetter? Yeah, Jetter. Um, there's definitely more. Well, yeah, I mean, before he got traded, um, yeah, yeah, there's a few for sure. There's a couple. It was always like going to Kitchener was always a big thing, like everyone's always talking about it. But, oh, and Again, going back to Stiff, I hope he's listening because this guy loves his hometown game. Oh, dude, he fires it up. I can't. He has it on his calendar. Like, there's an Insta post every every game too. Kitchy Bud's home game and just (laughs) like that. I love it. Oh man, um, what else we got? Uh, I kind of already asked you this one, but like, what's it like stepping into an NHL locker room for the first time? Walking in, like, seeing your name up on the on the stall. Like, what's what's in your head there? Uh, just like, I've like, honestly, it's like in the middle between like, wow, I'm, I made it. And also like, I haven't played my first game yet. So I know there's a whole lot of more work to be done. Um, but just seeing that for the first time, I'm like, wow, my name's up there. Like, this is, this is really nasty. Yeah. Um, that's for, as far as fan questions, that's it. Like, I don't really have anything else cards other than, uh, Axel, which we'll get to it. Like, do you have anything else cards? No, I mean, just good to catch up with for you. I know we've been talking quite a bit lately, but uh, yeah, no, thanks for coming on, bro. And I know Raskin and tell you quick, our, our sponsors got a little treat for you to get you looking nice walking into the rink. Yeah. Uh, just uh, Axel watches, sickest watches in the game, really like, especially for hockey players, they're going to be sending you a custom watch. So just uh, fire over the link and we'll have you pick a watch and send the address. We'll get it going and you'll be looking good. Uh, whether you're in Barry or Lehigh Valley, rocking your Axel watch heading into the rink. So uh, that's, that's a little thank you from us and Axel for coming on. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, all right. Yeah. And I guess that pretty much does it. So yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on. Uh, cheers beefer. <laughs> See you. Sutsy. All right. That was an awesome interview with Forey, man. A lot of laughs, a lot of funny stories. Really happy to get him on. And uh, I'm really happy with the way that went. Yeah, man, for sure. It's always uh, good to catch up with Forey. Me and him uh, 
really close and stuff during the season. So to be able to catch up with him for a little bit and see how he's doing right now. um, Pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I did talk about before the interview that we'd be doing an Axel watch giveaway later on in the episode. So if you're still here now, this is for you. Um, Go to axelwatch.com and just wait a couple seconds. There's going to be a little pop-up that appears on your screen. Uh, It just for showbound listeners asking you to enter your name and your email and we're just going to be picking random emails basically and giving you guys Axel watches. We'll announce your name um, on the show. So get a little shout out to you for that. So you'll just listen for next week at the end of the episode and we'll be announcing the winners. If you did enter the, the past giveaway, uh, just do it again to, to re-enter this draw. So go to axelwatch.com and uh, you can put your email in and, you know, get a chance at winning an Axel watch there. So we'll talk about the bachelor. Now we got the bachelor segment. Did you just watch it cards? Yeah, I just watched it. Um, damn, I'm just going to say Rachel's fault. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, it looks like she was seriously injured there. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a hard fall. And actually, I watched it back. Uh, I saw like a TikTok of it. And it was the guy. You know how there was like a guy behind her holding the. Yeah. I think that guy got the worst of it, but they didn't show him because he's, you know, irrelevant. So that he, he might have like he took the front of that fall so tough tough one for those two but that was pretty funny yeah it's uh it was actually really crazy i'm glad nobody got injured though um but it was actually it was so jokes because they well matt's like on the ground just hanging out or whatever and then the guy matt's guy is like look at rachel and then <laughs> she just goes <gasps> right on the ground i was like holy crap and my buddies because i was in the washroom and they saw the preview and they said she like got hurt i was like okay like she's actually hurt because they saw the preview or whatever but uh no glad she didn't get hurt i was expecting a way worse injury when uh when that happened yeah no that was good so a couple other things to to talk about we got serena breaking up with matt so she's yeah you know parents you know talking about it kind of get her really thinking do you see a future with this guy after the show and she realizes like you know what he's not it for me she says you know matt you're not my person man like sorry so what do you think of that and that was wild that's like the first time i've ever seen that um you know like you obviously see him walk people out all the time but for her to be like walking him out and then he gets in the limo i like it it was pretty funny actually but uh good for her i guess she knew what she wanted and she didn't want to waste his time so give her kudos for stepping up and uh made matt's decision really easy this week yeah so of the three people left, who do you think is winning? Oh, sorry, just a quick yawn because getting late my time here. Um, Rachel, okay, we've been seeing it for weeks now. Yeah, you have been. I'm, you know, in case things change with hometowns and all that. So, um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I want to stick with Rachel, but listen to this. Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm sticking with Rachel, but okay. there's uh when I watch like all the three remaining people, even all of them throughout the season, there's no obvious romantic connection. Like you're watching and you can see like, Oh my God, like they vibe together. Like they're going really well. And in the past, you look at other seasons, even the bachelorette, when we were doing the segment with that, you see people, you see when they're hanging out and it's like, yeah, they're like getting along. So like, everything's great. Like they're in love. They're all this. I don't see that. Like when I'm watching, they've just done a bad job. I think showing connections. Like you don't notice it at all. In my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it's just an off-season. Like, we've been talking about it for a while, and I know this interview is dragging along, so I don't want to get 
going too deep, but um, no, we, we said it from day one, it was a bad season. And I think everything kind of goes into that, that we've already talked about. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we can kind of wrap it up there. They do foreshadow a lot of drama for the next one with Matt crying and, you know, doubting something there. So we will probably have some action to talk about in the next one. And then, uh, you know, we may be having Serena on the show next week. So, I mean, I'll be talking to her in the next couple of days about it. We've been talking for a while. So she said once she's off the show, she'd be happy to come on. So that's something for the listeners to look forward to. And, you know, she's made quite the name for herself over the, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. She's cold as ice. So uh, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll see. That'd be a lot of fun to kind of see what she's all about and hear about the show. So fingers crossed you can pull that one off. Um, But yeah, no, that pretty much does it for me and Rask. And just want to thank everyone for the weekly support. Let's keep getting these numbers up and we'll continue to uh, create good content. (laughs) 